Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they're the ones that actually run the show. They are the host, they're in this chair, they are at the wheel, therefore they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome, glad to have you all here. You know, some people might ask, Jason, why do you say that in your intro? They are steering the ship. Well, you know, we are in the middle of a storm right now in life. And the reason I say what I say, for those of you that might be newer, it's very symbolic. If you, I'm sure a lot of people have heard that country song. I forgot who the, uh, who the female artist was or the name is, but that song, Jesus Take the Wheel. It's basically symbolic for allowing complete surrender of your life and handing it over to Father, right? To our Lord and Savior and say, well, you know what, Jesus, God, <laughs> oh, I can't do this on my own. And I am going to completely surrender my life and everything in it and around it over to you because I trust your plan. And that is why I say what I say. Ah, thank you, Nancy. Yes, Carrie Underwood. That song, Jesus Take the Wheel by Carrie Underwood. It's a very, very symbolic song. And so I, I, that's why I say what I say at the very beginning, because, you know, surrendering to God, surrendering to God and Jesus Christ is the key. Now, it's, it's, it's hard. 
I should say it's simple, but it's not easy, if that makes sense. It's a simple process, but it's not easy to do. Um, so anyway, but welcome to His Heart Line for episode 459. Today we're going to be reading Genesis chapter 2, and then we'll have some commentary. It is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. So, um, you know, before we get kind of going here, kind of allow people to maybe get on here on the live, um, I wanted to say this. So my wife and I, we were talking, ah, Patriot Beagle, you are going to be number four. So you pick the Bible version that you want to have read today. You are number four. That was the number I put out there on True Social and Telegram. You are number four. So you put in the chat while I tell my little short story here. You think about it, and I will find it, and then we'll get into the reading for Genesis chapter 2. So pick the version of the Bible that uh, you prefer. Um, but anyway, so my when I got home from work earlier today, my wife was saying, I think I've often told stories to you guys about how some of my neighbors think we're kind of crazy, you know, with some of the truth that, you know, we've been dropping over the last couple of years. I mean, literally some of the, you know, our neighbors think we're kind of nuts. Well, it's interesting. I really believe with all these revivals that are taking place around the world, or I should say around the country, like Santa Monica, um, there's a few places out in California and I think somewhere in Oregon, then there's Asbury, um, Kentucky. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff that's taking place around our country that where people are turning to Christ. And I think, uh, and, and I guess I've heard that there is a survey out there that people are actually turning off the TV more and they're getting away from the quote unquote mainstream media, right? They're getting away from the top, uh, you know, mainstream music and sitcoms and, and, and all the typical noise that the establishment has created to create, you know, to divert our attention and to get us stupider or I should say stupider, but to dumb us down even further. I think as people start stepping away from what used to be considered, um, you know, entertainment, people are stepping away from that, realizing that it's noise and it's nonsense and it's garbage. And people, because I think, people are stepping away from the distractions and the noise, people are able to hear God talk to them more clearly than ever before, which I think is why now I think we're starting to see these revivals and so much of God working in so many people. Because look, this is one of the things I think why they create social media and why they created so many movies and why they create so much music, you know, and have these terrible messaging messages in it. Um, Why they want people you know, hooked on drugs and alcohol and pornography and gambling. It's, it's, um, it's, it's all serves as a distraction and a noise. Um, hold on one second. Uh, no, Patriot Beagle. So we're, we're reading through Genesis. What I'm doing is, um, giving people a choice of the version of their Bible of their choosing. So like, uh, yesterday, uh, Rita, the last two days, Rita picked uh King James version, the new King James version. Cause that was her favorite. Uh, oh no, you're good, dude. Don't, don't say sorry. It's not a big deal. Um, easy, easy to misunderstand. Um, so take your time on that, but yeah, whatever version of the Bible you want me to start reading Genesis out of, that's what I'm gonna do. Cause typically, um, for those of you that might be new to the show, I usually, I favor the new American Bible revised edition. And sometimes I'll go to the NHB 95 edition. 
Um, but I know a lot of people like their own versions, like NIV, ESV, the Geneva Bible, the 1599 Geneva Bible, King James Bible. And so I thought, you know what, this show is truly for other people. So why am I going to just read the versions that Jason Jones likes? This show is meant to serve God and other people. And, you know, who am I to be the authority of picking what I like and make you all subject to listening to that version, right? I mean, even though they're all generally about the same, just different wording and stuff like that. But so that's why I thought it'd be a good idea to let you guys pick. And then one day a week, I'll pick what I want. So I figure five days a week, you all can pick. And then the other one day, then I'll pick. Because I want you all to feel involved. I want you all, you want someone else to pick? Okay. Um, how about, uh, let's see here. Who was, uh, you know what, Nancy, you were, you were actually right underneath Patriot Beagle. I, um, so you pick, you, you make the pick that you want, whatever version of the Bible you choose. Um, but, um, but anyways, <clears throat> ultimately what I was trying to say though is people are starting to wake up. And our neighbors across the street, um, particularly the wife that my, we're both friends with them, but the wife was reaching out to my, to my wife, Katie, about some things that she's starting to see. She's noticing the train derailments and how frequent they are now. Um, she's noticing a lot of things that. I don't want to say the word normies because I think it's such a stupid term, but the people that have been asleep still, we'll call them sleepers, I guess, because I think that's a little bit more appropriate. Um, people like her are starting to have these conversations and start real. They're starting to recognize and realize what's happening. And they're wondering and starting to kind of piece things together a little bit and going down the rabbit holes and they're starting to figure out this isn't coincidence. This can't be coincidence. There's something happening here. What's going on now, folks, if you knew these people and they're good people, hopefully, and I think he sometimes will listen to the podcast on Spotify. So Kyle, if you're hearing this, man, what's up, brother? Um, but they're starting to have these conversations. And like I said, I used to have these conversations a couple of years ago and he even told me, he goes, look, dude, sorry, I had to like distance myself from you. But some of the stuff you were kind of telling me was kind of creating a lot of anxiety in me. Like I just, you know, I, I just, it's very stressful type of conversations. I said, I get it, man. It's fine. You know, no big deal. Well, anyway, now they're going down those rabbit holes and they're starting to kind of figure things out that things aren't what it seems to be. Again. I think that's what's happening nationwide. God is on the move. He's speaking to his people all around the country, all around the world. It's not just America, all around the world, because people are coming from all around the world to these revivals. Now that the distractions are slowly getting turned down in volume, people aren't listening to the mainstream music as much as they once were. People aren't watching TV as much as they once were. They're not binge watching Netflix as they once used to. Disney is losing tons of money and viewership. That's a beautiful thing. Now, what happens when you take away the noise? Guess what? God can be heard. So I think 
we are headed for a very, very beautiful future, ladies and gentlemen, because people are starting to quiet the noise and they're allowing God to speak to them in their listening. So Nancy says, I like the one that you read from most of the time. Oh, that's a tough one because usually it's either N-A-B-R-E or N-A-S-B. Hmm. I'll do, well, you know what? Destry's in the house because you know what? I'll let him pick then. Well, well, well let's see here. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going to do, we'll do kind of like a digital coin flip. I'm thinking of a number between one and two. Nancy, you you pick a number. Destry, you, yeah, I don't know how to do this. You know what? I'm just going to pick. We'll make move this along. I'll uh, do the N A uh, the N A B R E because that that's one of my favorite. I guess this will be the day that I pick. I guess. Uh, let me just go to it real quick. But anyways, why I find this, I, I just wanted to say that story because it does definitely seem like people are waking up, um, and that's a really good thing uh, to see. All right, here we go. So we're going to be reading Genesis chapter two, and this has only got um, twenty five verses. This is starting off with talking about. The Garden of Eden. <clears throat> Let me take a quick sip of water real quick. Or a gulp. You know, it's all the same. <clears throat> See, this is why I couldn't actually do regular radio. All these things that I'm doing, they frown upon when you're in an actual radio station. You know, <laughs> Destry says 1.5 smart Alec. <laughs> I love it. You would pick something with a decimal. <laughs> oh man, I'm surprised there isn't a square root somewhere in there or, you know, something to the, you know, third power or something. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I am feeling better, but, you know, like I said, not quite at 100%, but basically it's just my throat is still feeling a little dry, but overall we're getting we're getting there. That's good. So, all right. Now, the reading starting with verse 1. Thus, the heavens and the earth and all their array were completed. On the seventh day, God completed the work that he had been doing, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had undertaken. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work that he had done in creation. Now, this is the story of the Garden of Eden He's talking that, that's being written here. This is the story of the heavens and the earth at their creation. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, there was no field shrub on earth and no grass of the field had, uh, excuse me, and no grass of the field had sprouted for the Lord God had sent no rain upon the earth and there was no man to till the ground, but a stream was welling up out of the earth and watering all the surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man. And out of the dust of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east and placed there the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made grow every tree that was delightful to look at and good for food. And with the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, river rises in Eden to water the garden beyond there it divides and becomes four branches the name of the first is pishon it is the one that winds through the whole land of uh, havila where there is gold the gold of that land is good and is delium 
and Lapis, uh, Lapis Lazuli are also there. The name of the second river is Gion. It is the one that winds all through the land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris. It is the one that flows east of Ashur. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God then took the man and settled him in the Garden of Eden. To cultivate and care for it, the Lord God gave the man this order. You are free to eat from any of the trees of the garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For that tree you shall not eat. When you eat from it, you shall die. The Lord said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suited to him. So the Lord God formed out of the ground all the wild animals and the birds of the air, and he brought them to the man to see what he would call them. Whatever the man called each living creature was then its name. The man gave names to all the tame animals, all the birds of the air, and all the wild animals, but none proved to be the helper suited to the man. So the Lord God cast a deep sleep on the man, and while he was asleep, he took out one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. The Lord God then built the rib that he had taken from the man into a woman. When he brought her to the man, the man said, this one at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman. For out of man this is one has been this one has been taken. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife, and the two of them become one body. The man and his wife were both naked, yet they felt no shame. And that is the read Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 25. So it's very interesting. My, uh, oh, let's see here. I'm reading the chat. Nancy was saying, whoa, dead space. How long was the, the dead space? Can you guys hear me now right now? Let's see here. I'm, I'm just waiting for someone in the chat here. Can you guys hear me all right? You just put in something in here. Can you hear me right now? Let's see. See if anybody's going to go in the chat. I wonder if somebody's messing with my podcast here. Hmm. What is going on? Destry, can you hear me? Shows I'm still live. Okay, so someone says they can hear me. Destry says yes. Okay, that's interesting. Did you guys have dead space or dead air? Hmm. More dead space. No, uh, it must be just, okay. It must be just an individual internet thing then possibly. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because that happens once in a while for, for certain people. So, all right, just wanted to make sure. All right, good deal. So, all right, well, sorry for anybody that's listening to this on the download. You're probably like, what in the heck is going on? I mean, Here's something else real quick before I go into the commentary. So I was talking to a gentleman that's in the assembly. He's one of the assembly elders. Um, and I was having a long conversation with him actually yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um, I had to tell him a couple things. And, <clears throat> excuse me, he was telling me, it was ever since the last storm we had, the last snowstorm, I guess power got knocked out around his area. And he says, my cell phone signal and, because the call dropped a couple times. 
He said, ever since the power went out in his area, since the last storm, that his internet hasn't been working properly, has been slowed down, has been dropping calls, and signal strength has been weak. And what's interesting is my wife and I, we've been having issues with our internet too, and we never used to. And even our cell phone services, it's so strange. And we're not the only ones. There's a lot of people out there that are saying that their signals are 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 weakening and becoming crap. I mean, I'm not going to look too much into it, but I do find it very peculiar because a lot of people are having similar issues. But anyway, I digress. Um, so anyways, back to the commentary. <clears throat> so let me find what I needed here. So that's what happens when I get diverted. I, I, I start losing my place. So Genesis 2 begins by describing the end of God's week, if you will, of creation, right? God's week of labor. So chapter 1 described what God had created day by day for six days. And the first verse, the first verses of chapter 2 explain the seventh day in which God had rested from his work. All right. And the remainder of chapter two focuses more details on the creation of the first man, the garden that God had placed him in, and the work that God gave him to do. Now, before man was created, there was no cultivated crops, and the land was watered by streams or mist rising up from the ground. So in this passage, God created man, or God creates man, forming him out of the dust of the ground and breathing the breath of life into him. Right, man becomes a living being now. At this point, God places man into his newly planted garden in the region of Eden, a garden with abundant fruit-bearing trees. Now, there's two trees in the middle of the garden that stand out, and they have names. The one is the tree of life, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, for all of the debates over which aspects of Genesis are meant to be literal and which are meant to be symbolic, the Garden of Eden is not so difficult to interpret. The writer of Genesis clearly intends it to be understood as a real place in the world, and the portion of Scripture describes the river that runs out of it and divides into four separate rivers. And those rivers are places that would have been especially familiar to Genesis' first readers. They include the Tigris and Euphrates rivers that still flow through the lands of Mesopotamia. And so God places the man in the garden with specific work to do, such as maintaining the garden and naming all the animals. God also issues a single specific negative command. Never eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil or you will die. That's pretty specific. That is very, very specific. Now, this passage is also the first time when God recognizes that some aspect of his creation is not good. Wait, what? Yeah. Can you guess what that aspect is? of his creation that God realized was not good. I, I want to ask you guys, can you guys figure out what you, what, what that might be? What aspect that might, that might be. This is very interesting. I never thought about this. 
So the aspect that God thought was not good was it is not good for man to be alone, right? So there are no living things which complain, uh, which complement Adam as the animals of the same kind correspond to each other. So God takes a rib from Adam and makes a helper and a companion for him. Eve becomes Adam's wife. And this is fascinating. It's a fascinating action by God, one that is rich in symbolism, because God obviously could have created Eve from dust, as he did by Adam, you know, as he did with Adam. But instead, he chose to form her out of Adam's own body. For this reason, the closing verses tells us men are to separate from their parents and to stick to their wives, becoming one flesh with them. Adam and Eve's relationship was unique in all of history, and when they met, no sin yet existed in the world or between them, and they remained unashamed of anything, including their own nakedness. And in their innocence, they had really nothing to hide from God or from each other from, right? In that way, they truly existed in paradise, one beyond just the plants and animals of a garden. But unfortunately, in chapter 3, this ideal situation will actually be lost as a result of their choice to sin against God. And we're going to find out more about that tomorrow as we go further into the reading. Let me go back to the chat here. Let me see here. See, so got my wife on here. Oh, Fred and Rita, Tara and Rob are back. I think, if I recall correctly, it's Honey. Uh, we got Patriot Beagle. Destry's still with us. All right, cool, 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 cool. Um, but anyways, I, I, you know, I, like I said, I was debating about doing Ephesians, but my wife, I just learned something about her, by the way, guys. I did not know this, but the book of Genesis is her favorite book in the Bible. I did not know that. I just learned that today, which is why we're reading it now. It's her favorite book in the Bible. Here's something else. If you guys ever get a chance, I forgot what town it's called, but you can go on Google and figure it out. It's in Kentucky. Speaking of Kentucky and revivals in Kentucky. Um, there is a place in Kentucky called the Ark Encounter. That is the coolest thing ever. It's a two-part thing. It's a two, you know, so there's there's the Ark Encounter and then there's the uh the museum. And they're both intertwined with each other. Um I suggest you take at least 3 days if you ever go there to check it out. They're both uh, both attractions are about 45 minutes apart from each other. I've been to the museum with my coworker when I was down in uh Kentucky hauling jet fuel to the airport. And then when my wife and I were coming back from Tennessee, we stopped and did the Ark Encounter. And of course, we were one day too late um, because Kirk Cameron was there actually the night before with his family, sharing stories around the gas fireplace there at the Ark Encounter. So I was like, oh, man, too bad we didn't, too bad he didn't come today. That would have been cool to meet him. But, um, but anyway, so, um. But anyway, but yeah, so that's the reading and that's the commentary. Now, there is one thing. So I'm not going to be doing a second show, by the way, just because uh, I wanted to kind of work on a little special project here. And then uh, I want to enjoy some evening time with my with my wife. Um, 
But I did want to play this one video. I saw this online and I thought this was a pretty interesting story. So let me play this. Just listen to this. This is, this is actually a really good story. Listen to this. Oh. And decided to bring a camera crew down Compton Boulevard, which if you don't know Compton, it's the area of Los Angeles. But we were filming this documentary and one of the guys we were filming in the documentary lived right across the street. And we were filming his backstory and he wanted to take us to one of his favorite wing places on Compton Boulevard, but it's like 11 at night. And so we're like, all right, I guess let's go see your favorite spot. And we're driving down Compton Boulevard and realized like, okay, this is not a good place to be at 11 at night. And we're bringing our cameras, get out of the car. And you know, the cameramen are walking across the street and we're going to this wing place. And from the other side of the street, we just hear yelling, like, you better get those bleeping cameras out of our face. You have no idea how many scopes are looking at you right now and lookouts on every corner. And we're like, whoa, 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 it's okay, it's okay. I'm like, guys, put the cameras back. They're about to crap their pants. And I go up to the guy, I'm like, hey, we're just making a little church movie. And I mean, I, I guess it was kind of true. We talk about Jesus in the movie. And so um, I just try to diffuse the situation. They're just angry. And there's this like bodyguard looking dude, like tatted up, like face tats, neck tats. And he's just standing back there, like intimidating. And we're making small talk for a while. I'm like, hey, we're going to buy a bunch of wings. Like, hey, what, what's your name? And after about 15 minutes of talking, the bodyguard looking dude walks out. And he walks up to me and he goes, who's the pastor? And I said, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I guess I'm the pastor. And so he's like, hey, hey, pastor, uh, can I talk? I said, yeah, sure, man. So we walk across the street and he kind of hangs his head and just kind of kicking rocks. And he looks up at me and he goes, you know what it's like to be ripped away from your mom in a courtroom at five years old? I've gone from foster care in San Diego to Phoenix to Vegas to L.A. He's like, I've seen things no 10-year-old should ever see. Why would God let that happen? Why? He's like, now the only thing I have is the, sh the shirt on my back. The only family I have are the gangs. He's like, I have nothing. He's like, what, what should I do? And I'm like, man, I... I don't know. I don't really know. I, I don't know your situation. I don't, I don't know what it's like to, to experience that. I don't know how that feels, but can I just pray for you, man? And I just talked him through it a little bit more and I put my arm on him and I prayed for him and he kind of hung his head again and then looked up and I could see tears welling up in his eyes. And he sprinted across the street behind the wing stand into a convenience store bathroom. And my buddy who we were filming comes out and he's like, what did you do to him? I'm like, I, I didn't do anything to him. He's like, that dude was crying and gangsters don't cry, especially not in public. And for the rest of the night, that broke the rest of the group. And we shared the gospel with the whole group and they shared their stories with us. And I learned, man, these hardened people are just broken boys. And we as Christians need to have empathy to see beyond the behavior and to see the wound, what they've actually experienced. Because Jesus hung out with these types of people. That's right. This did indeed hang out with these types of people. And I, when I heard that story, I thought that was a very profound story. And I felt like it merited being shared here on the air because what we need to realize is number one, we all bleed red. We all tie our shoes the same way and put our socks on the same way. We all are God's people. When we are called is a different story. We all possess a specific gift that God gave us. What that gift is, is up to each individual man and woman to figure out. 
one of the things why the powers that be want us divided is for multiple reasons. The one obvious one is because they don't want us assembling and becoming a self-governed body politic like we once were. The other reason, I think, is because they know these Luciferians, these, these Satanists, they know the true power of God in Christ, and they know the true gifts that is installed in each man and woman that believes in God, which is why they do their best to create noise and distractions with social media and Netflix and pornography and drug use and alcohol abuse and gambling and poisoning our food and fill in the blank, whatever vice is out there, music, movies, right? They do their best to amp up the noise and the distractions because they want people to not realize truly who they are and what specific powerful gift they have embedded within them, given to them by God. Like he was just saying in this video, this guy is a hardened gangster. Gang, gang, men that are in the gang do not cry in public. But yet he went through a past and has dealt with hurt and things in his life that has been burdening him and, and, and tearing him apart on the inside. This is why it is so important that we unite more than ever, not just as an assembly, but just as men and women Brothers and sisters uh, of, of Jesus Christ and God, because it's when we have that true unity is that very moment when we're able to really have that thousand years of peace and be able to truly live in self-governance, like true self-governing, uh, self-governance of ourselves without having any people above us trying to be our overlords, right? to try to be tyrannical. That's why they try so very hard to divide us. They don't want us finding commonality. They don't want us finding out how much in common we are with one another. Mm -hmm. Somebody just said it right here in the, in, the, in the chat. I believe it's one of the reasons that God repeats it over and over again in the Bible. Do not be afraid. That's right. That's why it says in the Bible over 360 plus times, depending on the version of the Bible, you have fear not. Do not be afraid. They use fear to perform, yeah, mass psychosis. And that fear creates, I forgot what the, uh, the, the brain chemical is. I, I, don't, I, can, I don't think it's dopamine. It's something like that. It's a similar chemical when it gets released after being instilled with a bunch of fear. Whatever chemical that gets released, it's equivalent to being hooked on like a narcotic, a drug. Serotonin, yes. Thank you, honey. I appreciate it. Yes, serotonin. And that's why you see mainstream media and podcasters. My wife and I, we were just talking about this earlier. This is why so many podcasters out there, yeah, they might be speaking truth and they might be touching on some pretty heavy topics. Yes. 
But it seems like that's all they talk about are the heavy topics. Why? Because they know it, 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 it instills fear and anxiety. People get that fear and anxiety ramped up and then the serotonin gets released in their brain. They get hooked on it, right? It's that fight or flight kind of thing. And, and, and it keeps them coming back for more until they finally pray it away. This is why I went from listening to 20 to 22 different verses, uh, voices out there to like none, practically one once in a while. That'd be Kirk, but Kirk on, on Kirk's law corner, but that's about it. That's all I listen to. I don't listen to anybody else. There's only two things that I listen to, two forces that I listen to on this earth, God and my wife. <laughs> you know, I had to say that she's listening. You know that, right? In fact, hold on. Since we're at the end of the show, I always like to have a little fun. Even though I'm not doing another show, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna harass the wife. Let's see what's new in her world today. Hi. Can we harass you? Sure. Oh, I don't know what to harass you with. <laughs> I got nothing. I just wanted to bug you for a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just telling everybody there's only two forces in the world that I listen to. God in you. That's it. <laughs> That's it. No, but we were talking about this earlier. Can you hear me all right, by the way? Mm -hmm. No, because we were talking about this earlier, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> about how wives or women to particularly, and not all women, but some women have a, uh, they have a, uh, an innate ability to detect slime on people, right? You guys, like you have, you have the bullshit meter, excuse my language. I'm just going to get the word for what it is. You have a bullshit meter in you. Well, my wife has that. And so I've learned to tap into that BS meter, right, babe? Because yeah. <laughs> there has been specific people who are questionable. We'll just leave it at that. <clears throat> people that, and she, and my wife's not a judgmental person by any stretch of the truth. Like, seriously, like, she is not a judgmental person at all. But she knows when someone is filled with slime, and they're full of it. And, I, and I'll question her, like, before I started realizing when she was actually right, right? When I was kind of still like, no, you, you, you got to be wrong on all this. I would be like, no, you're wrong. And she'd be like, no, there's something not right about this person or that woman or whatever. And I hate to say it, like I just said it earlier, and I got to go back to her with my hat in my hand <laughs> and tail in my, between my legs, say, you know what? I hate to say it, but you were right. Yep. So I, like, I, I should really get that shirt. I don't need Google. I have my wife. I should really, <laughs> I should really get that shirt. But anyway, so did you make anything good today? Any more bread or no? I have a loaf in right now. You have, you have a loaf in right now. Babe, we're going to have like, babe, we are going to have to change our address to like a commercial business. So you're going to have so many loaves of bread come out. My goodness. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway. I thought I had something fun to like harass you with, but I got nothing. I'm just completely tired. We've been having so much snow and ice today, ladies and gentlemen, when you drive in that kind of crap, it just wears you out mentally. So I'm very tired. So I'm kind of glad this is only a one show night tonight, but <laughs> anyway, well, I'll let you go, babe. I'll be upstairs in a minute. I'll say a quick prayer. Okay. Wait, do you want to say the prayer? No. <laughs> I already knew the answer to that. I just wanted to see, I just wanted to hear you say no. No. Um, hard is there anything you want to share with the people? Anything good you learned or no? Um, no. You didn't learn anything good today? 
Uh, no. Huh. Not a productive day, huh? <laughs> uh, to the one comment, though, on your starter smelling like alcohol, I have learned that it is not bad. It just is eating itself. It's starving to feed it twice in a day or start feeding it more. If it starts to smell, it's just starving and it needs to be fed. Oh, oh, I see it right now. I was like trying to find it. Yeah. Okay. So Honey says, yeah, I've had issues with it beginning to smell like alcohol, but I kind of started over, kept 10% of it and started the 1.1. Did I read that right? Yeah. One to one ratio. Oh, okay. So you already know what she's talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. No. So yeah. Cause didn't you call it hooch? Isn't that what you call that hooch? Yeah. It was starting to smell like it, but I didn't have any that was beginning to form. It was just starting to smell like that. And after some research, when it's starting to smell, it just means it's starving. It needs to be fed a couple of times a day until it strives again and gets stronger. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Hey, actually, I, maybe she said this yesterday. Uh, honey, wh- what do you call your starter? Did you say that yesterday? I think she did. I just forgot. What's the name of yours? What was ours, babe? Ours is what? Uh, Big Bertha? Yeah, that's what you named it. Yeah. Big Bertha. Oh, that's right. Gideon. Gideon. Gideon that's right. Because <laughs> then she's got a dog. Uh, oh, crap. I forgot. It was a biblical name, too. Such bad memory. Uh, Jericho. There it is. Yeah, man. Cool <laughs> names. Very cool names. So. But anyway, let's see. And then Destry says the blob. That's what you call yours, Destry? Destry, you make sourdough bread? No, that's what we were joking about yesterday. Oh. that it was the blob because it was overpouring. He says not yet. Huh. We need, you know what? We need to have Destry on the show one day. We just, we, we need to just talk, just talk anything, you know, just but assembly. Because I'm sure he gets sick of just talking assembly stuff. I bet you he, the guy's got full of stories. <laughs> and he's got a dog that's like a freaking, like, great wolf that thing when that thing stands up on its hind legs it's like taller than destry that thing's a beast i don't know what I, that dog is huge but anyway well all right i'll let you go and then i'll uh we're gonna end this out in a prayer you sure you don't want to pray nope ah boo <laughs> 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 all right I'll, I'll hang up with you now okay bye-bye bye <laughs> You know, I had to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right, we're going to end this in a prayer here. So, dear, <laughs> stupid. I love that chipmunk laugh. <clears throat> dear Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you for this time together and thank you for all that you do. And uh, we just want to just say thanks for another day of life and good health. And for those of us that were under the weather and sick, we appreciate you helping us get better with uh, your natural remedies and, and the oils and the, you know, just everything that you have provided for us here on this earth, oregano, honey, uh, lemon, ginger, all that good stuff. Um, garlic that helps us heal the natural way and allows us to realize just how much we don't need the system. We don't need big pharma. We don't need the drug companies and the big medical, you know, empires out there that all they do is thrive and profit off of us being sick. So keep showing us the ways that you need us to go back to the old ways of doing things. And let's kill this old, this, this whole system that these, you know, 
Luciferians have built up and created a high tolerance of let's, let's get rid of the system and return back to old ways. So we can get back to uh, our own accountability of taking care of ourselves and really truly being self-governed. So we pray all of this in your Holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen. So I, I hope you all have a good day, good night, wherever you're at in the world. And remember we, this is only going to be a one show show tonight, but we will be back here tomorrow. Let's see. Tomorrow's Thursday. Um, now I'm not working tomorrow, so I probably won't do the show next 30, but because, um, we have our state call that happens at seven 30, I might do this show tomorrow. Hmm, probably in the morning. I might do a morning show tomorrow. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to schedule it and then I'll, I'll do a morning show. Um, cause I like doing mornings. It's been a while since I've done mornings. So, but, um, but anyway, I hope wherever you're at in the world, you have a great day. God bless. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. And if I had to take a guess on what time I'd say, I don't know, 8 AM. Yeah. 8 AM. So some of you might still be sleeping. That's fine. You'll be able to catch it on the download side. So, all right. God bless ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye.